and welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show Season 3. So first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for coming back. You know, the last few weeks have been extremely busy for me, celebrating a birthday. It was the big one. And also, every person that listened to the last episode, the menswear flash mob that was in Atlanta was absolutely out of this world. And, you know, what we talked about at the beginning of this season is making sure that we connected everybody with some absolutely phenomenal and amazing people. And... I couldn't stop just at last week. I couldn't. I'm sorry, guys. So welcome all of our new listeners to the Jameer Smith Show podcast and all of our old listeners. Guess what? There's a surprise. And you guys already know that I said that I'm interviewing somebody absolutely special and making some footprints in this world, not even just in the states of of D.C. and Atlanta and New York and L.A. in this world. Afro Soka Love is a collective that aims to strengthen the connection between Africa and Caribbean carnival culture due to arts, community, and creativity. Utilizing the extraordinary facts of our diverse cultural makeup that we strive to connect people throughout this world. Everybody, I want you to put your hands and your ears close together because I welcome you to our guest, MAGA Stories. How are you? I'm doing good, brother. I'm, I'm glad you uh, reached out. I'm super excited to be here on this podcast. Listen, I'm so excited because, um, and I want to go back a little bit. So first of all, everybody, I went to an event and I believe it was what, in February, I think, because we're, we're in April, March now, March now, I'm sorry. And there was this amazing event that I had actually seen a friend of mine sent me uh, some information to. And again, I'm just coming back to Atlanta, back and forth from Atlanta to D.C., And I saw this event that was on Instagram and literally from Instagram, I see this guy, guys. And so this guy is like excited and he's promoting this amazing event in Atlanta, Georgia. All this hair and literally you're just like, who's this? Who's this dude? Who is this guy? He's like the energy is just is is sick. And literally, I go to the event and I meet this guy who has the best energy ever. My best friend. He gets two shirts actually made. And I want to say, where did all this energy come from? And how are you? I'm good, man. I want to just let you know, like, happy birthday, man. Thank you. I'm so glad you're still here continuing to, you know, spread the message and do what you're doing. I appreciate you. Yeah, like... uh, just to give you more, you know, insight on what I've been doing and where the energy came yeah, from. Well, yeah, tell me this. What have you been doing? It's 2021. Walk yeah. me through. Go ahead. Okay. What have I been doing for 2021? I have been in a cocoon. <laughs> okay. Been, yeah, I have been in a cocoon. I've been, you know, locked in, just trying to figure out, uh, you know, you mentioned where the energy is from. Uh, originally, I was a DJ. So, you know, I've been DJing for about 15 years. Uh, I started my journey as a DJ um, way back in my teens, doing it in high school. I wanted to be a DJ, and uh, somebody mentioned Howard University to me. HU, shout out to HU. Yeah, they mentioned, uh, you know, the school to me, and I did my little research online, and I, you know, I was just like, wow, like, all the musicians, all the artists, 
everybody you need to know is talking about the Mecca, about Howard University. And I said to myself, if I want to be good at this, I got to surround myself with some of the best. So without, you know, ever being in D.C. before, I never traveled there to check it out. I never traveled to the school. I just was like, I, I just felt so compelled to be in that space. Yeah. So it was like, you know, funny enough, the only two schools I got accepted to was Morehouse and um, Howard. I chose Howard. And, you know, long story, to keep a long story short, you know, I really went to Howard to follow my aspirations of becoming a musician. And, you know, I, that's really where my energy came from. Like, just, you know, I feel like um, DJs are sociologists. Absolutely. In the sense, yeah, in the sense that we really control the energy of, a, of, a, of the audience. Okay. You know, when you're a really good DJ, that's what your job becomes. And just doing that for, for so long and understanding the importance of, like, energy, you know, because... You can have iTunes playing, but, you know, when you have a really good DJ playing, you know, you feel something different. So that's always been my thing. How do I how do I control the energy? And a lot of that is giving out that energy to get it back. So that's pretty much like has always been my focal point and kind of where I, you know, have this kind of like energy, especially towards people when it comes to having events and meeting people and whatnot. Like I said earlier. I don't really go outside because, you know, sometimes when you're putting out so much energy, sometimes you need time to, you know, recoup and, you do, you, you know, be, be, be with yourself and kind of rejuvenate your energy. So I really use this pandemic in 2021 to like, okay, let me come back inside and, you know, figure myself out and work on my own things. And know, just in, and really just refocus. And I think, you know, earlier on, on a few episodes, even last season, man, we talked mm -hmm. about, how do you just spend this time with yourself with meditation and, you know, really refocusing and with everything, with the pandemic and with life that has changed? You know, I, I, I salute you for, you know, being able to give out the energy that you give because everyone that follows you on social media knows that you give some absolutely infectious energy. But I think also it's great that people have to hear this from you is that you do have to take these times to really rejuvenate yourself and give mm -hmm. that energy back to you. I want to talk first about your mission. And if I can touch on Afro Soca Love first. Mm -hmm. um, Afro Soca Love, everyone, if you have not heard of it, one, you're living under a, a rock. But if you have heard of it, of course, you're already familiar with it is a movement aimed really at strengthening the connection between Africa and its diaspora through the arts community and creativity. But what I loved about this story is that ASL Supply is an extension of Afro Soca Love, which is a multifaceted brand, which that mission is to grow comrades surrounding Africa in its diaspora. Founded in 2018 by you, it's an expansion of your mom's clothing business. And you were born as just a muse and looking at your mother's unique designs and even though your mom wasn't able to afford clothes for you as a child, you just use she used her creative skills. And I think that's what I, I, I when I read that story, I thought a lot about my mom and how she really just was as creative as possible and made a way out of any way. But also the last part when it says Maga's mother replaced consumption with creation by transcending her circumstances and turning it into a business. 
when you read that and you hear that again, where does that even take you? My, it, it, it takes me, it takes me to a, a place of like knowing that, a place of understanding that who I am is a product of, you know, essentially who she was and who she was is essentially a byproduct of who she came from. And it, it the line, the lineage continues on and it goes back to our ancestors, you know, and that's really like what I strive for in terms of like the, the, the connotation of bringing everybody together. Like, you know, when you think about, you know, your own personal story and, you know, your friend's personal stories or anybody that has their story, especially from our community, you know, a lot of it is, you know, not, not, in, not for the best of reasons comes from a space of struggle. And when you look at your life and I look at my life, you know, we look at my mother's life too, you know, we're really transcending like, you know, a lot of the obstacles that we face and finding ways to manifest other opportunities, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's really what, you know, the, you know, the, I, the symbolism behind what I do, but in everything I do, whether it's retail or whether we do live music shows or, you know, anything we touch. But when I think about that, like, I think about just how hard my mother worked, you know, as a designer, in a sense, mm-hmm. but was never able to actually get her product to market. You know, and you know, that that's my whole thing with the marketplace, too, that you came to as well. You know, I've been doing that for a long time as well, too. It wasn't something new I started. Uh, but the reason I did that was out of my own personal frustration. You know, me trying to help her build her clothing business, which is not what it is. You know, it, it, it's, it's just seeing so much talent, you know, sometimes get overlooked. You know, I'm a, a big reason why I kind of structured our marketplace in a way to where we have brand new businesses mm-hmm. who is their first year in business. And then we have really, you know, high volume businesses that are doing sales, you know, ridiculous online and, and might even have retail storefronts is to just give everybody a chance to like feel the feeling of one meeting customers and then two, like, you know, bouncing off of each other that energy you yeah, know you can yeah. the new people can learn from the old people and then the old folks can kind of see like oh this is kind of dope too and and take something away from it too and at the end of the day we are all from the same you know quote-unquote lineage you yeah. know when you think about it so that's really like what i get from you know even you saying that i'm i'm like even kind of blown back you know hearing it from somebody else you know? <laughs> it's interesting that you said uh the younger generation and the older generation because that's exactly the energy that i felt whenever i had gone to the marketplace because i actually knew a couple of the vendors that were there they were so young and to see them really look at some of the older people and some of the older people really taking notes on even some of the newer technology that people were utilizing or mm. some of the newer fonts that people were doing, even when it comes to, you know, some of the production that you and your team was doing. You know, I think that's what made the entire moment a movement and especially something of what you always talk about with your dedication that this is a dedication to my ancestors, those who made the greatness sacrifices of our generations to reap greater rewards. And that's exactly what you are doing. I want to thank you before we even start going deeper into this interview, just honestly for your service and your love for your community. 
what I did, I actually gave a teaser earlier in the week about, you know, different questions that I wanted to really ask you. And, you know, people who know what you do as far as with DJing, people that know what you do as far as providing love for the community and a space for black dollars to be able to spend their, their black love. They wanted to ask you personal questions because I think people want to get to know you because they want to know where does this big heart come from? So if you don't mind, we're going to get a little deep MAGA stories. If that's all right with you. I'm an open book, man. I'm an open book. I love that. I love that. So I'm going to go tough first with the first question is, was there ever a time you wanted to quit? And really, how did you deal with that situation or even how did you overcome wanting to even quit? I mean, there's never not a time you want to quit to be for me. You know, there's there's always been different periods of in doing this mm-hmm. when I wanted to quit. Like I said, I've done this for like when I look at my timeline, I look at it from the vantage point of 15 years, not, you know, the the five years that people see right. like the brand because and during those 15 years where you, you, you know, you kind of every moment you there's not a moment you don't question what you do like there's not one moment i don't feel like oh maybe i should try something else especially when it doesn't make sense right you know so all the time i think about you i think about it you know hanging up my gloves or you know maybe i should look into something that's more you know more a safer right 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 you know know, and so for me it's it's like what is my what is my purpose like what why would i what would make me happy ultimately and i know you're touching on like what i do for the community but like it'd be if it would be uh almost disrespectful of me to to not thank the community itself for embracing me because that's really what keeps me going at the end of the day when I think about quitting is, you know, people who, who really feel something come out of the things that we do. Yeah. And th- those are, you know, those are the real champions, the heroes and why I really keep, pers- you know, keep trying to push, you know, what, what we're trying to do over here at Afro Sokola because at the end of the day, you know, you always, it doesn't matter how big you become or how much you grow something i've learned over these years is once you hit one obstacle like you will hit another (laughs) higher level obstacle that would then question then you know bring you back to the same almost space you felt when you questioned yourself you know in, in your earlier days but again you're a different person as you grow and continue to do things so you can kind of you kind of have a level of uh experience that you probably didn't have mentally you know you 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 touch on something that i love to talk about which is just mental health yeah 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 so you know just having the ability to understand and be through those phases you know in a way or that mental space before it's one thing that will always kind of help you leverage you know whatever you're going through as opposed to letting that become of you if you can, you know, if you can think really quick, you know, how do you personally define business success? Do you think that it could be money, freedom, influence, you know, in your field, let's say creative expression mm-hmm. or innovation, or is it something else? 
Okay, this is just my my opinion. Yeah. If, if your business is about, you know, dollars and cents, you know, okay. this it's just if if you just want to talk about business, you know, as a, just what it is like. Don't don't even talk about your, you know. They want to know your numbers. What are you doing? You turning profits? You know that that that's business to me. But what I do, I don't consider it business. Okay. It's, but but as term in terms of business success financially, once you're once you're once you're profitable, you know you're quote unquote successful. But for me, I'm a I'm a holistic thinker. I'm a holistic. Uh, person, so I, 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 everything is a part of a whole for me. So I look at business in the same sense. So you know, my financials is a huge part of my business, but also, you know, my, 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 uh, com- the community aspect as well too is a huge part of the huge business part. too. Absolutely, which which shows the success of my business, and then also, um, just my personal happiness doing what I do is a part of my business success for me personally. You know, and then you know other aspect too, like you know, uh, like my physical health and well-being. That's also a part of my business, and because I'm I'm a huge component to my business as well too. So, a lot of the things that you know, some other people might not consider business success for me is a, a big part of success. You know, because I just I'm just a holistic thinker, and I, I look at things from a broader lens. So. If I'm also, even if my connection to my family is also part of my business yeah. in, in many ways. Because if I don't have a strong connection to my family, then how am I going to go on stages or how am I going to communicate to other people to be, you know, communal in any type of yeah. way? If I can't yeah. even keep that same level of community and, and, and unity in, you know, my family and the people around me. Well, and you, you, the thing is you really highlighted something that I think is absolutely beautiful that I really want people to take away from everything that you just said right there. The biggest part is you, you have to make sure that you are good because if you're not good, you're not going to be good for anyone else. So people, please listen to what this man is saying. Make sure that your mental and your mind and your spirit and your soul are in a good place for you to be able to feed other people because if you're not fed yourself, then you're not going to be able to be well for others. And this is a good segue into when you talk about the financial. If you had 20 million, okay, 20 million to take it as far as you could go, what do you think you would do with that capital? I would read. Oh, wow. I would read. Okay. Because I've I've made a lot of money before. Okay. And one thing I learned not to do is make a decision right away and go fast. So the first thing I do is I sit back. I might take advising, maybe. And the only reason I say maybe is because when you have a lot of money, a lot of people like to be around you, and a lot of people like to tell you what to do, what you have. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, so that's I, all I would, facts. Absolutely. Right. So I would first, you know, I, one, there's one quote from Will Smith that I, I, I absolutely live by. He, he was like, the key to success is reading and running. And I heard this on, he was on Nickelodeon. He was giving a speech. Okay. And I was very young. I was like, yeah, I was all up into the Fresh Spence. <laughs> Anything he said, you know, that's like God to me. 
So he said that, and it made so much sense for me at that it, at that period, and I follow that blueprint to this day. So, yeah. uh, and the reason why he said to read is because there's somebody else in the world that has done what you do, or what you as or what you want to do, and they've written that in a book. Wow. So go find that book, read that book, and learn from these people that have done it before you. And to be quite honest, that's how I taught myself how to DJ. I picked up a book, you know, in terms of like what I do now with my business, I've picked up books, plenty of books. In terms of my financials, I've picked up books. And just me personally, I run all the time. Because okay. it, it it, he, his whole thing too was, there's that voice in the back of your head, which kind of goes back to the quitting thing. There's that voice in the back of your head when you run where it's like, once it gets hard, you start to question yourself. You start to think, can I, maybe if I take a break real quick, <laughs> you know, get back out, get back on the road, like, you know, and that, that voice is the voice you want to figure out how to shut up, you know, yeah. while you, while you're on your personal journey, which is why I didn't really quite understand what, what he was saying and how important it was. But now that I'm very, you know, now that I'm more mature and going through different things in life, like. The first thing I'd do if I came into a lot of money like that is I'd step back and I'd read and try and figure out like what is what are the best options and what are people in my position with that type of you know access to capital what would they do like yeah you know because I would honestly if I did what I wanted I would probably waste it which is what a lot of people do they they think they know what they want or they know what they need to do and they really don't they don't know how to scale at that level you know they don't know what 20 million even looks like correct correct you know so that's what i would do i'd read you know what I, I am so happy you said that because it's interesting one of my best friends that's in new york he's actually starting his own marketing company and one of the conversations he and i actually had was he wants to be able to help coach people on what does a million dollars look like because if you've never ever had a million dollars you don't know what to do with a million dollars exactly and then right. what happens if you go out and buy a cheeseburger? Now you no longer have a million dollars. So what does that look like to be able to invest into yourself, into your education, into your business, whatever it is? And I, I, I salute you guys for doing that because I think that's what happens. Exactly what you said is that people will get so much fame and fortune and money and then they just they blow it. And you're just like, well, how did I lose it? It's because you never knew what to do with it from the beginning. When, and, when, and go ahead. To add to that, like uh, the reason I say read and not, you know, uh, it, it's not about. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't, you know, reach out and find coaching and whatnot. It's just what do you have the easiest access to, you know? Because a lot of the, a lot of what you're talking about is is like is is the truth. Like if we just don't even know what to do, if we had, you know, the, that that access, but you know, I, the reading isn't was something that I, when I didn't even have money at, at, at certain points in my life, but I would go to a library, you know, or, you know, I might not even have anything going for myself. Cause a lot of the time to even, let's say for, for instance, your friend in New York, you know, he's, he's trying to help people, but at the same time, he's got to make sure it makes sense for him. Exactly. You know, he has to make exactly. sure, you know, this client here is, is credible, you know, or they, they have potential. You know, and some of these and some people, honestly, they cannot see that just yet. Right. You know, and, but you have to find it within yourself 
to 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 do your due diligence you know whether you have the mentor or the coaching you know like you got it the the resources is out there and I'm from the airway. Google just got popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, no, it's, it's it's funny you say that because it's like it's like you're making my transitions easy. When you think about a book that you should read or every business owner should read, what do you think that is? Well, the book that was first like recommended to me ever in life. You know, I have my own personal favorites, but the book that like always stood out to me as like this is a good starting point was the richest man in babylon oh wow and, yeah a wow. financial person gave gave me that advice and this was a person that, that uh just was like hey like you know if you're trying to you, you want to be in business that's a book you should read you know and it was very simple the, the ideas is simple it's a story you know and that was the first book that i was actually recommended to read but my favorite book is the autobiography of Malcolm X. Absolutely. That's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite book. And I, you know, if you want to talk about business, you want to talk about mental health, you want to talk about transformation, you want to talk about perseverance, you want to talk about um, making a difference, you know, like, yeah, that's, that for me, book changed my life, changed my trajectory. And, you know, he is he set an example for me of like, this is what you could become no matter who you are. Hmm. You know, so if you can think yeah. if you can think for a second um, on a deeper level, even deeper, you know, mm-hmm. what motivates you? What motivates me is the. Well, honestly, what motivates me is on a broad sense is my experiences, you know, for sure, like, you know, seeing things that I've seen and going through certain scenarios in my past but i'd say what really motivates me as like something that like i think about often is like my uncle who i would say was really like a catalyst for me in my life in terms of he was a person that i actually looked up to in in the sense of a lot of the things i do now is kind of in his memory in a sense so when you talk about like just community and just like you know energy and stuff like that i really credit that to him because he came into my life at a time where i didn't i didn't have confidence one like in myself or you know just you know in general right i didn't have aspirations i didn't see like life in positivity positively i didn't look at life you know and he was a person that was the complete opposite of all those things and he showed me like yo the things that you are afraid of like it's not that scary you know and he walked me he literally walked me through life where when i needed it most so i definitely would say it's my biggest like inspiration motivation what drives me is just kind of the symbol of who who he was as a person when you think about one of the hardest decisions that you ever had to make what do you think that is Moving on. Mm, that's big. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Like, that was, those are, those are the hardest decisions. Like, to move on. And I mean, in the sense of, it, it's not just, it's not about people or persons or, you know, sometimes you have to move on to move up. Or sometimes you have to move on to even 
see something that you 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 never seen before and you know i i say i've been doing this for 15 years but i left my mother when i was 15 mm. and made the decision to come to the united states of america because i wanted to move in a different trajectory in my life and i had an opportunity to do it and that you know meant me leaving my mom meant me leaving my family meant me leaving my friends just because i wanted to do this thing over here you right. know and that for me is moving on you know in the sense of like whatever you need to do to get mm-hmm. you where you need to be you need you need to look at doing that and sometimes you got to sacrifice so but it's very hard to do that it, it is extremely hard and i think you know so many people we get so comfortable and and in really our cocoon of of protection that you know breaking out of our shell and really wanting to fly you know that's something that you have done and i have to say thank you for really just being that person for other people to look at that have been in your situations before this is a question um that was actually sent to me on instagram so when you think about asl supply Mm. when you think about it what makes your business unique That's a good question, and I think what, in terms of the the supply, or uh, and I break the supply into two things because we have our own clothing line, right? Right. What really separates us is the definition in terms of like, and and people always, you know, people people might disagree. So our big our signature design is an Africa map. Okay. Now now. I, I've seen Africa map shirts all over the place. Everybody selling. You find it on Amazon, right? But the thing that where nobody has figured out or where we differentiate ourselves in terms of our design is the fact that the fabric we use is a specific traditional African fabric, which is used to celebrate people's passings. Mm-hmm. You know, and ne- I've never in my life ever seen the Africa map used with that fabric, you know, in that way. So that, and that for me just kind of differentiates that design from anything. And now the color palettes too. So it's a black, it's a black Africa map, which is seersucker fabric. So right. the seersucker fabric is kind of like, it has definition in it. It which, does. Yep. Yeah. So, so that, you know, again, is that the texture of the fabric and the quality of that Africa map is just, is different. I ain't, I've, I've never seen that personally in, you know, you know, and I could, I, you know, there could be, but I've never seen that. Before. Well, I haven't either. No, I haven't either. Like when I yeah. saw your stuff, like even my best friend was like blown away when he got his yeah. stuff made. Like it was crazy. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, it's uh, it, and then the, the, you know, the, the color palettes too. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I love Nipsey Hussle. That's like my muse, man. I, I aspire to be like him in so many ways. So, he, I remember listening to an interview for him and he was like, you know, because he, he did, you know, everything was about Crenshaw, his, his city where he's from. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing was like, you know, I'm a part of this city. Like, you know, so, you know, I want I want to represent my, you know, I should have some, an emblem to represent where I come from. And just like Disneyland has Mickey Mouse. You know, Crenshaw, that, mm. Crenshaw, that is my district. So I want to represent my people and who I am, where I come from. And that I, that understanding of, like, owning 
your culture, you know, and having and and also like uh, that blueprint of like um, creating creating elements out of it, you know, and 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 really expanding on that, and that that's really what I've you know really tried to do with you know a lot of some of our clothing designs, which is our you know specifically ours. So. Sometimes we do outsource stuff, but that, you know, the Africa map is a perfect example. Like, I, I really try to make it uh, the emblem, you know, of one, it's our culture. Africa is, you know, we're all a part of that. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But the big component for me is like, I've never seen an Africa map that that's that's scaled in, in terms of like, there's like color palettes. So you can get that Africa map you know, in different color palettes, but it all relates and it all, it, there's nothing, there's, it's, it's all on, on palette, on brand. And then it's also unique because of the, like I said, the fabric we use and, you know, that design itself too. So that's why, you know, I'd say from the design standpoint, like the clothing differentiated, like I've, you know, I, I, I challenge anybody to really, you know, you know <laughs> no, and listen, show me that map. Yeah. The, the beauty behind that, even with Nipsey Hussle, I'm going to say the same with you. The marathon will definitely continue, especially with you, because, I mean, I saw you even from a distance and just to see, I mean, guys, he was over here stitching and re-sewing things and it was so crazy. You don't see that out when people are just having their sewing machine out and he was just out here just doing it for so many people and i don't know if you noticed but there were so many people that were just enamored with the idea of just how amazing your energy was and then this was like how does this guy go from making this shirt and then i was looking at the pants that had all the strings on them to turn around he pops on stage and hypes up the crowd it was like that's exactly what we needed. So again, the marathon will definitely continue with you, Maga story. Yeah. So, um, and I, I wanna, I wanna just add with the, because I don't want to jump away from the marketplace, because that's what you came to. And I know there's plenty of marketplaces. Like there's plenty of different, and I, it's, it needs to be plenty. Like I, I don't want there, I don't want anybody to ever think. That's, there's a reason why there's McDonald's and there's Burger King. And there's a reason why they're right <laughs> yeah. next to each other. Yep. You know, we need to have that that nature of, of losing that crab in the barrel mentality. So it, it, everybody needs to start their own marketplace, needs to do their own, you know, something to circulate the black dollar, you know. But what differentiates us from from everybody else is, you touching on it already, is where i come from i come from the space of i've i've i know what it feels like to honestly be a vendor like i know what that feels like to 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 you know travel and try and sell your clothes right. and, you know try and put your stuff to market like, i understand that totally completely and i haven't been to a marketplace personally where the 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 uh the producers the curators have actually sat in the seat of the vendor I've never been to an experience like that where I can like I see the producer also has their own business that they also need to generate revenue outside of that specific marketplace. And for me, that's what differentiates that because I totally understand uh, not only like, you know, just like the concept of bringing people together, 
but I understand the feeling of what it means to be a business owner and trying to acquire your customer and, you know, trying to find your product. When you talk about me, like sewing, like that's me learning fabric, you know, and and understanding cuts and those different things. Like I'm, I'm a person, I want to know the details, you know, don't, I don't want to skip over nothing. Don't, don't, you know, I don't, don't just think I'm a DJ. Like I want to know the ins and outs (laughs) of the DJ industry. Well, and I think that's what we all appreciate right now that the pandemic has happened and it happened for a reason because I think we all needed a reset. But I think also we're all at a place in our life that we are willing to spend the money, but we want to spend the money on quality. And that's exactly what you're doing. And it's like you're producing nothing but quality for people to purchase and for you to take that extra moment to understand DJing to understanding printing, to understanding sewing. That is what people want to purchase and spend their money on because they're saying, wow, this person is really invested into their product, into their business. So this is a person that I need to invest in. Last question, because there's so many questions that people sent in to me that I want to ask you from um, people that sent it in from Instagram is uh, another person said, what advice would you give someone who is interested in starting their own business? Uh, no, I'll it's, do it again. It's, it's, what advice would you give someone who is interested in starting their own business? I'd, I would say, I think it's everything we touched on this entire interview. Like, you know, the, the questions you asked me about not quitting. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and also like you know me you know giving my insight on like the whole reading and running thing like yeah you have to look at things you know mentioning the marathons and 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 whatnot like you have to look at things from from a, a brick by brick standpoint like you you cannot look at anything if you want to do something good like from the space of like you know like i want to do like you got to look at this like i want to be like and when i when i mean be it's like to lay something brick by brick you know you really have to embody what you like especially when you're starting when i mean starting let you know you ain't got nothing going on like this is what you want to do but you don't have people to help you you don't know where to go you don't know what to, what move to make first you know you have to be willing to you know to to, to honestly it sounds crazy but you have to be willing to die by what you what you want to be you do like you, do. you just you, that's that's what it is like and if you could do that you gonna have your business you're gonna have success like you know because you, you're not gonna you're not gonna rest until you get that Everything that just came out of your mouth was nothing but honest truth. I remember having a conversation with my brand manager and she told me something at the beginning of this year. She said, Jameer, season three, I want you to invest in your brand every single day, 365 days. And I want you to see what a profit looks like. And when I say that I'm seeing the fruits of the labor because it was like I'm meeting absolutely phenomenal people like you to be a part of this platform, I appreciate you. As we wrap up the show, 
um, there's there's a portion of the show that we say it's whatever comes to your mind. So don't think too hard. First thing that comes to your mind, just spit it out, okay? Hello. All right. So, no, <laughs> I have I've got to ask the question first. Okay. Okay, but love. Hey, shout out that, to love. That was genuine. First thing that was a genuine. Hey, here we are. <laughs> All right. So the first question is, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Eggs. What is your favorite thing to do on your free time? Play. What mantra do you live by? Go. What are the biggest mistakes getting to where you are? Go. What would be your top three lessons to become a multi-millionaire? Pace yourself. Think. Work. Mm, big. If you had to leave three guiding principles as a legacy for the next generation, what would they be? Again, if you had to leave three guiding principles as a legacy for the next generation, MAGA, what would they be? You can't do things for yourself. Think about, think about what, think about, you know, when, is it, does it all have to connect or can they all be separate? They can all be separate. Absolutely. Okay. All right. You can't do things for yourself. Think about what would happen if you wasn't here anymore. Wow. Wow. That's big, actually. I thought about that the other day. I was on an interview. Somebody interviewed me uh, a few days after my birthday and asked me some what of that same question. Wow. Yeah, I, I think about that all the time. Like, what would people think of me if I wasn't here anymore? Wow. As we, as we wrap the interview, and I'm sorry that we have to wrap it because I'm like, oh, your energy is like infectious, man. As we wrap, what is the end game, MAGA? What is the end game? There is no end game. Good. There is no end game. There, there, there is no end game. Because to, to have an end game now would mean that this is it. And this doesn't end. It just keeps going with or without me. You know? So there is no end game, to be honest. I want to read something that is on... Um you guys bio that stood out to me is what we stand against. We stand against the lies and false stereotypes that have been spoken against the African diaspora. We, we celebrate all the communities all over the world who have deep ancestral roots in the African continent. It is our responsibility to shine a light that cannot be ignored and reconnect with our tribe across the world. If you can 
Let everybody know how to reach you on Instagram, on social. And also, you have an event coming up that I want everybody to come and attend, if you can let everybody know that as well. Yeah, so uh, the social is at Afro Soca Love, so A-F-R-O-S-O-C-A-L-O-V-E on all social media. Then my social is at Maga Stories, so M-A-G-A-S-T-O-R-I-E-S. And... uh, yeah, like the event we have coming up, we ha- we have multiple, so we're actually going back on our tour. Hey. So yeah, so we're back on the road again, so we, we and we're bringing the marketplace and where we can safely bring the music show, we will too. So we're going to be in Atlanta on the 24th, and then the weekend after that, I believe we're in New Orleans. And then after that, we're going to be in Houston, and then from Houston, we're going to take a trip to Oakland, California. And then at some point, we are going to be back in D.C. I know that's your stomping ground. <laughs> that's my know. stomping ground. Yeah, that, that's, that's, we get so much love in D.C. It's ridiculous. Listen, we love you, you know? in D.C. We love you in D.C. And again, as you always end with everything, this is a dedication to your ancestors. But I'm going to say this show is going to be dedicated to you MAGA stories thank you so much for your love your honesty your creativity but also your passion I I want to tell you that we thank you for your heart because it is exactly what is needed and necessary in our community and again we thank you any last words you want to leave us with yeah that that was beautiful and thank you so much for you know having me here um, but the last thing I want to say is uh, I'm not perfect, you know, and I, I never want to paint that picture ever. So, you know, and I, I love the flowers and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all of them, you know, but, you know, I, the reason why I say I'm not perfect is because if I'm not perfect and I can do what I do, then anybody out there can do what they need to do for the community, you know. So, you know, thank you so much for having me here. And like again, love to everybody appreciate everybody and yeah this is for the ancestors for real thank you so much everyone and as we always say at the end of the show everyone stay positive but always stay creative until next time thank you guys for listening to the jameer smith show platform and stay tuned